Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business, Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to amplify the voices of those women whose stories are moving and meaningful and compelling. I'm excited to welcome to the show today, Melissa Jones. Melissa, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, I, uh, so I don't often know my guests and that's with intent. I like to get to know them on the show. Um, so this will be as much a fun ride for me as it will be for all of the listeners. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, well, I'm Melissa Jones, as you announced. Uh, I am a law partner at the firm Stoll Reeves. And I have taken over this year as the firm managing partner. I, I started on January 1st, 2020. So I had really great timing. Um, before that, I've been in law practice for about 20 years. I live in the Sacramento area, uh, Northern California, for people not familiar with uh, the Sacramento. Um, and I've practiced in the state of California throughout my legal career. I went to law school in California as well at UC Davis. Um, I've I've been at the firm and, and was practicing as a lawyer until I took over in this full management role earlier this year and really love the practice of law. Um, it's It's been a lot of fun and it's challenging and interesting and every single day is different, which is what I, I love about it more than anything. And I'm also a mom. I've got two daughters, um, ages 15 and 12, who are currently going to school from home because of the pandemic. And I'm married to a lawyer. He works in-house at a company. He's working from home because of the pandemic. So this has been a really interesting period in all of our lives. How's that working out for everyone? I, I'm <laughs> suspecting you, you and your husband are now teachers as well. <laughs> you know, lucky for us, the girls are old enough that they're pretty self-sufficient. So we have to check in on them periodically. But, you know, it's much easier um, with kids working from home and going to school from home rather um, when they're a little bit older, like my girls are. So I, I have no complaints about it. It's actually worked fairly well. We all have our own places in the home where we are our hold up and during the day trying to get our work done um, and we come together sort of we'll see each other at lunch and throughout the day uh, passing in the in the kitchen or other parts of the house but otherwise we're we're getting a lot done and it's working out as well as I could hope given the circumstances. That's awesome I'd love to hear that um, you know your your almost seamless interruption in business right so that's really great that you can do everything from home that you might have done in the office I would imagine for lawyers that might be the case. Um, so wonderful that it's working so well. And it's kind of nice to have your kids home. You know, mine is 19. He goes to Berkeley, he's a sophomore, but his entire freshman year, he was stuck holed up in his room because of the wildfires and then the power mm -hmm. outages and now COVID. So he was oh. like, to heck with this, I'm going to live on campus. <laughs> so oh, he's over there now. He does Bart home every now and then, but it must be fun for you to have your girls at home and dinner together at night and such. So very yeah. nice. Well, let me ask you this. Um, you have been, you're clearly passionate about the business of law, not just the practice of law, but the actual business of law, or you wouldn't be a managing partner. Um, what has been your proudest professional accomplishment over these years? Well, I think my, my proudest accomplishment is stepping into this role, really. Um, you know, I never set out to be a managing partner or, or be in management at a law firm, but over the last 
decade, I've had a number of different management roles that I did while I juggled my active practice. Um, and then as of this year, I'm in this role, I'm primarily serving in a management role. So I have, I do have some active litigation that I'm involved in, but um, you know, at a much smaller scale than what I have done in the past. So I, I do think this is my proudest moment, you know, it's to, to be a managing partner of an AMLA 200 firm is exciting and challenging. And um, as I said, not something I thought I would be doing, but, but I do really love it. That's so great that your daughters get to see you in that role um, and, and not even entertain the, the thought that that may not be an option for them, right? Leadership um, for your daughters and viewing you leading by example will say, wow, you know, I can do that, right? It's awesome. Yep. Well, let me ask you, did you have a sponsor or a mentor or maybe someone who inspired you along the way? Yeah, absolutely. I think over the years, it's been a variety of, of different people. Um, you know, when I went to law school, I did not know a single lawyer <laughs> in my life. So, you know, my parents didn't have any friends that were uh, legal professionals. Um, I guess at that point in time, I knew some lawyers because when I was at on my undergrad and I went to Cal State Chico um, in Northern California for people who are not from this area. And I did some programs there that were geared toward pre-law students where I was, you know, working at, um, a clinic. I, I actually got to lead the clinic that helped victims of domestic violence get restraining orders. And so I met some professors who were also lawyers and at that point in time, but before that and before going to law school, I didn't know uh, any lawyers at all. And then so over the years, there's just been a variety of different people that I've come into contact with who I think encouraged me and sponsored me and helped me uh, get to where I am today. Um, you know, starting in college, I had a couple of professors who encouraged me, but, you know, said I had did, you know, did a great job with my legal writing. I had strong legal writing skills and, and were, um, you know, very encouraging in terms of helping me apply to law school and, and helping me think about being a lawyer. Certainly in law school, the professors I had at UC Davis were terrific um, and were very accessible and supportive. The, the current dean, Kevin Johnson, uh, was my civil procedure professor and was very encouraging and helpful for me and um, encouraged me to get uh, pursue a, a clerkship with a Ninth Circuit judge. And, and I did that. And I ended up doing that Ninth Circuit clerkship, which was also great. And then throughout my law practice, there's just been a number of lawyers that I've worked with um, over the years, especially as a junior lawyer, who I think, you know, helped mentor and inspire me by, again, encouraging me, you know, and so I, that's something that I try to do when I see younger lawyers um, or other professionals who I think are doing a good job, just acknowledging that and talking to them about it, I, I think really can mean a lot. And especially to someone like myself who had doubt can I be a lawyer? I don't know any lawyers. Can I, do I have what it takes to be a lawyer? Um, having that interaction and encouragement throughout your career, I think does make, can make a big difference. And it did make a big difference for me. Well, I have to say that's pretty amazing that you didn't know any lawyers. I think everyone I know is a lawyer. <laughs> um, so it's yeah. really interesting to me that you chose that. <laughs> <laughs> that you chose that profession. And it's so great that you were encouraged along the way. I mean, it's not easy when you come from something totally different into something totally new, right? So great right. that they inspired you and helped you along the way. What is the most fun part about your job? 
Well, about my current job as a managing partner, I, what I what I like the most is that my job really requires me to be engaging with all of the partners at the firm on a regular basis, right? So nice. normally I'd get to travel and visit our offices. Um, I'm not doing that, but I'm I'm talking to people. You know, every day I have got calls set up with different partners around the firm since I'm not able to walk the halls and. I really like having that people connection and, you know, getting to hear what's going on with people's lives and their careers and how their practices are going and, you know, what's working well for them, where we can help them more. That, that to me is the most fun aspect. You know, that's people. beautiful that you say that because that's exactly what it takes to develop business in, in the law firm setting is the very, you know, what are we doing well? What can we do better? What are you trying to achieve? How can we help you? Let's solve your problem before it happens. That's wonderful. Um, it sounds like you're cut out for this job. You were meant <laughs> to do this job. And um, let me just ask you as an aside, do you know your Myers-Briggs personality? I'm just curious. You know, I do, although it is, I took the test more recently and it changed. So when I was younger and I was in high school, I was an ENFJ. And I took it, I took it more recently and it shifted and I can't remember what it was, but I was shocked because I've always just assumed that that is my personality type. So I don't know. I, I, I need to take it again and, and, uh, and see if that, which one is right. Yeah, I would, I would be interested for you to send me the results. I'll send you a link to a quick, uh, version okay. of the test. Um, you strike me as an ENFJ and that is what I am. So that's why oh. I felt this. I'm like, you know, <laughs> She's definitely, relationships mean a lot to us, right? It's our lifeblood. And when you said you love, you know, being in contact with all of the attorneys at the firm now, that, that, that means a lot. That's, that's what ENFJs thrive on, you know, making sure everyone's got what they need to succeed and all that. So mm -hmm. interesting aside there, let's focus on women. So how can we support women in business, um, especially you know, considering historically, in order to succeed, women were told to behave as men. Mm -hmm. So I think what's, what helped me um, is, you know, well, at, at different times, I've needed different things, right? Yeah. So, um, and there's been a couple of things I think that have been helpful to me. One was just being flexible and thinking about my career as, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And so uh, when I had my daughters, I took, you know, I scaled back on my workload and, and went part-time for a period of time. Um, and I was at a different firm at that point in time, but they were supportive of it. We're, we're supportive of it at my firm. And, and I think it's, you know, because sometimes it feels overwhelming and a lot of what, you know, I have seen with other women that I'm friends with in the profession. And then how I felt too, at the time was just a lot of uncertainty about, am I really going to be able to do all of this and do it well? And, you know, we like as women to do things well, and we don't want to, you know, sometimes we don't want to do something unless we're sure we're going to do it well. Um, and that's a hurdle. I think we sometimes just have to get past like, right, you know, just don't worry about too much. If you're going to be able to do it well, just do your best and see how it goes. And so for me, having some flexibility right after I had children and, you know, pulling back a little bit on how much I was working really helped. Um, even though I, I ended up working pretty hard those years. And, you know, certainly it's really hard when you've got newborns and toddlers to do everything and you, you feel tired a lot and like you're not doing anything as well as you would like to. But, but what I tell people now is that's just normal as part of the process and, and don't 
you know, beat yourself up about it as much as you can try to avoid doing that because it's, it's just very common and, and you'll get through it and it'll get easier at some point. Yeah. The, other the, fact, the fact of the matter is we're harder on ourselves than others are on us. So you were mm -hmm. probably your biggest critic. Yep. Totally. The other thing that's helped me throughout my career is I've had a network of um, other women lawyers. Um, at, and so we started getting together and it's been about 15 or 16 years now. Um, there were other women in other firms in my community. And we, it was about a group of about 10 of us and we'd get together. We used to get together more frequently for lunch and just sort of share what's going on. And it was just an informal support group really, you know, and so when, when one of us was having children, we talked about um, getting a nanny or what childcare options were, or what our firms were offering for parental leave, things like that. And then it's just progressed over time. Now, some of these women are in-house lawyers. Some of them have their own firm. We still get together periodically. And I think it's just been a great way to network and get outside support and encouragement um, from other women who are in your circumstances. So it, that, that also has helped me, I think, throughout my career. I love that. So that is, you know, so folks, whether you're a lawyer or not, or, you know, most of the listeners are in legal or in professional services or are certainly professional women, the, the people who listen to the show, I would say what she's saying there is having a posse, a tribe, a group of people that you can, you know, just be with, right, and learn with. Um, and, and change the world together just by, you know, by example, seeing how other people handle their policies for parental leave, et cetera, other companies or firms doing X, Y, Z. That's awesome that you had that. A lot of women seek that. And, and we know that there are groups out there, but um, I think a lot of women seek it with a, a closer personal, you know, group, like, yeah. like people who, whom they know, not, not just joining a group. Um, mm -hmm. like having their own personal posse. Um, that's, that's, I think, life-changing to have that. So good for you. Uh, it sounds like everybody you know now is a lawyer. <laughs> you know? Yes, I know a lot of lawyers now. It is funny to think back that there was a time in my life I didn't know any. Now, now I would say uh, <laughs> I've got you know what? It, It's like buying a new car that you think is special. It's your car. And then you get it and you're on the highway and you see 18 others just like it. Like you think it's rare and you've never seen it. And then you, but that's good. You, you sort of have that tribe, right? So, mm -hmm. well, let me ask you, this is a tougher question. And if you're willing to answer it, I'm sure the audience would appreciate it because it's, it's about being authentic and being relatable, right? I have a lot of talented women on my show, but I want them to be relatable to listeners who say, I'm going through that, or I went through that, or if I do, I see I can handle it because she did too. So tell us a big challenge or maybe a setback and how did you overcome it? Yeah, so for me, there was a big, I guess, it, you know, it, it felt like a huge setback at the time. And I still think it, it was. Um, I had been at my other firm, my first firm for, you know, a number of years and made partner at that firm. And right when I was getting to that point where I was making partner, they told me, you know, we're closing the Sacramento office and you have to move to the Bay Area. And, and um, they had really good reasons for doing that. And so it made, it made a lot of sense. But for me, it was a setback because I had, you know, a network in here in, in this community in Sacramento of other women lawyers. I had my mom, <laughs> I have my mom who lives close by, who's nice. been a huge help when I have children, you know, with the children and, um, and just the day-to-day -day challenges that I've faced and having two working parents, having a third 
person around who's reliable. And so there were just a lot of aspects to having to make a move. It's not that far. I grew up in the Bay Area and I love it. Um, but it wasn't that far for me to go to Sacramento to San Francisco, but it was going to have a real impact on my day-to-day -day life. So I made the decision to leave the firm. And it was that was a very difficult decision because it's a great law firm. Um, it's Morrison and Forster. People can look it up. You know, I worked, that's where I got my career started. You know MoFo. <laughs> yeah, I love MoFo. It was a great yeah. firm. Loved my colleagues there. Um, loved the work that I was doing. But but even just making that move at that point in time in my career, now, now it'd be a lot different, but having little small children and one was a newborn and the other was, you know, three years old, um, moving away from my parents, moving to a new legal market per se and and um, not having that support network it just felt like too much for me so i made a difficult decision to change law firms and uh it, it was a setback in some respects it was definitely the right decision for me i think you know overall but it was very hard and um you know when you think you're at a place for your career having to make a decision like that is tough but i yeah. had to just about what was best for me and my family and make that make that call well i will say that uh, when i ask that question to my guests it it kind of makes me breathe a sigh of relief when i hear that the problem or challenge that they had was not within their control or by their own design right so that was not something you could control but you did a good job reacting to it or choosing how to respond and you did the best you could and look at you now so my little lesson in that is we win or learn never lose and apparently you've turned you know the corner and it's fine like you're in a great place so yeah. totally meant to be well let me ask you this I know there are people in your posse and in your tribe who know you well. Is there something about you that would they would find surprising? Something about me that they that my good friends would find surprising? <laughs> Even people who know you, maybe there's something they don't know about you. Like were you a trapeze artist at one point in your life? <laughs> you know, oh, something they don't know. Yes, this one is pretty out there, but I'll share it. <laughs> <laughs> so when I when I went to undergrad at Chico and and you're you know you're in Northern California so you know Chico and yep. and then UC Davis back in the day this is in the 90s um, South Lake Tahoe used to recruit college kids to come work in the casinos uh, for the oh. summer so <laughs> they would get kids from Davis and Chico every summer and I got to spend a summer working as a blackjack dealer at this little club that doesn't exist anymore and it was. It was great fun, but it's just fun. Hilarious. Yes. Yeah. And I, I was 21. That. I mean, I, you know, we got to go to a little uh training camp for a week where they taught us all the rules and how to be a blackjack dealer. And then there I was, 21 years old, you know, uh dealing blackjack, which was great. It was great fun. <laughs> See, that's the kind of story that makes you so I have to tell you, I don't know if you do any work in the gaming industry or in hospitality or that 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 area but that's the kind of story that clients love like they know you've had hands-on experience in their industry you can speak their language understand their business how it operates and i'm not saying you know if you don't do that you should i mean <laughs> but i'm just right. saying clients love those stories i had a, a an attorney i was training one one time where he wanted to do work for all the craft beer industry that was popping up throughout uh, Oregon. 
And so I signed him up to learn how to make beer and to not just tour, but work in a brewery just a couple hours just to learn the science of it and such. And that is so helpful. You become the expert in your client's business and industry. So I love that you did that. I love that, you know, here you are, this mom, this lawyer, married to a lawyer. <laughs> and you were, <laughs> that makes you very likable. Not that you weren't before, but it makes you more likable, I think. Um, that's a great you know, story. It's great training because you you talk to people, you know, yeah. all sorts of people. You've got to be able to, you know, relate and chat with anyone that sits down at your table. So it's actually really good training, I think, for a lot of different careers, but... <laughs> Melissa, you are totally an ENFJ. <laughs> Relationships are your everything, I can tell. All right, well, here's the point in the show where I have started, I guess over the last six months, I've started this new part of the program where I ask what we call the wild card question. Now you have the option to turn me down before you hear the question, but once you commit, if you say yes, I'm gonna pull a question out of a box of 144 meaningful questions and ask you. Okay, do I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> See that? You're awesome. I love a courageous woman. All right, I need a little uh, background music or drum roll or something. <laughs> Oh, this is an easy one. Wow. Some of them, yeah, you can, you can tell <laughs> <exhale> now. <laughs> Some of them are really like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, self-actualization happening. You know, I've got to really reflect. This one is not so tough. Okay, tell good. us, Melissa, what is your favorite guilty pleasure? Oh, my favorite guilty pleasure. Mm. Apparently you have a few. <laughs> I, well, I mean, you know, I guess my favorite guilty pleasure is, um, is, is Netflix, you know, I, it's not that exciting, <laughs> but there's, you know, I, I actually don't get a lot of time to veg out on, on a TV. So that's probably, I know it's not that creative, but that's the truth. That's my, no, favorite. we want the truth. And you know what, <laughs> it makes you even more relatable because everyone I know is in a relationship with Netflix now. Yes. <laughs> that's their new boyfriend, their new husband, their new child. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah. When I, I was joking with my husband and I said, you know, I finished that series. He's like, oh my God, <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yes. Binge watching. So we you're have delightful. Me and my husband have that same thing. He's not a binge watcher and I am. And so yeah. sometimes we have, you know, we're off on, I have to rewatch episodes of something with him because I've moved on. Exactly. <laughs> same here. Um, my husband is also a lawyer. He's a litigator, but he, he's now a CEO. So he doesn't have all the time, you know, even working from home, he's now gone back part-time, like working, you know, from city hall yeah. much yeah. of the day. Yeah. But um, I love that about you. I'm a binge watcher too. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Especially in the pandemic. We're the ones that complain the least, right? Right. So, <laughs> let me ask you one last question because if people want to reach you, they need to know how. So how can they reach you? Um, my firm website is the best way. Uh, Stoll Reeves, S-T-O-E-L. So it's www.stoll.com. And I'm on there, Melissa Jones. So I, my email my cell phone. Very nice. And all my yeah. regular listeners know that I'll create a blog about you. I'll have your headshot, your bio, your contact info from Stoll, and any pictures that tell the story of wonderful you. And I would love to be able to um, 
have those, I guess I'll put it up in about a week and a half, two weeks. So you have time to get those things to me, but people love that because they get to see your story. And as you know, you know, stories are told through pictures, especially these days. Yep, absolutely. Okay, well, I'm happy to share that. <laughs> you bet, you bet. It was my pleasure interviewing you. I'm glad that um, you're doing so well in this challenging time. And I'm glad that our listeners will get to know you better. Well, thank you so much. Great talking to you. Love talking to another ENFJ. (laughs) (laughs) We rock. (laughs) If we say so ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. You own it. Own it, girl. Okay. Well, nice to chat with you. Have a great day, everybody. And thank you for listening in and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.